Rather than it being the typical kind of funnel where somebody comes in and we, you know, that we maybe capture them on a lead magnet and then we spend like 90 days nurturing them before they buy, with your audience, like by the time that 90 days is up, they could have given birth. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 583. Today, I'm chatting with one of my Launch Magic students, Helena, who has been through Launch Magic a couple of times now. And she works with people who have gestational diabetes. Now, it's really interesting because the challenge that we are workshopping in today's call is something that some businesses have, but not all do. And that is the challenge of what do you do when your ideal client has a very specific pain point, but only for a very short period of time? And how do you structure your business and your offers around that? So unfortunately, today's episode, we kind of cut out halfway through because of the internet and technical difficulties. But I'm still sharing this episode because I think the 15 minutes or so that we got through will still be very relevant to anybody who is struggling with this challenge as well, uh, struggling to know how to structure your offers and your business when you solve a very specific pain point at a very immediate point in time. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Helena, welcome to Imperfect Action. Now, I'm very familiar with you because you've been in Launch Magic for a while, but I know most of my listeners probably haven't come across you yet. So I'd love it before we jump into what we're going to workshop on today, if you could please share a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I am Helena and I'm a dietitian and my niche, I suppose, is working with women with gestational diabetes. So I support them to modify their diet and their lifestyle so that they can have um, optimal blood sugar levels, as well as meeting all of their pregnancy nutrition requirements. And I mean, ultimately, they all want to grow a healthy baby. So that's what I try and support them with, as well as being able to actually enjoy their pregnancy. And so at the moment, I'm offering like one group program, but I'm thinking I want to also expand my office suite a little bit. But yeah, I guess they've got a really unique challenge that I try and help women with. Yeah. And before we hit record, you were mentioning a little bit about how you're feeling very kind of iffy about the direction and you're questioning whether a lot of the things that we typically talk about in online marketing, like, you know, email marketing and live launches and things how relevant they are to your business because those people only have that problem for a very specific point of time and they already know what that problem is. So I actually, I think a really interesting direction that we could take this in is really looking at your, I guess your offerings 
and your business as rather than it being the typical kind of funnel where somebody comes in and we, you know, that we maybe capture them on a lead magnet and then we spend like 90 days nurturing them before they buy with your audience. Like by the time that 90 days is up, they could have given birth, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's a challenge that I struggle with a lot because I'm always thinking like, if I'm not constantly offering something as in if my course isn't running, then I'm not helping people because there are all of those people out there that will have just had their pregnancy been and gone. And maybe they were interested in my lead magnet when I first put it out there. But then by the time my launch comes around, they might be way too far along in their pregnancy where it's no longer really relevant or they're about to have their baby or they've had their baby. And so I can't retain them as a customer in that sense either. So it kind of feels like, yeah, there's a few reasons that it just doesn't really work that well for me, but I think it has been helpful doing um, a couple of launches this way just to get my head around marketing. But just in terms of what to do next is feeling a little bit confusing at the moment. Yeah. So I think you're the perfect example of somebody whose offer solves a very immediate problem that they just want to solve right now rather than somebody whose offer solves a problem or like delivers some kind of transformation that they want, but they don't need it right now. Like they don't feel that urgency, but for them, for your audience, they have such urgency to solve that problem. Like they literally have a deadline. And I think yours is like the perfect example of the kind of product that you could put on Evergreen. Obviously, as I always say, like you need to live launch it a couple of times so that you can see how it's all converting. But I think after, I mean, you mentioned you're doing your webinar tonight, but I think I would say after this webinar, after this launch, put it on Evergreen and see how that starts to go. Because yeah, you might find that those people come in and then suddenly they they want to buy, but you've got nothing for them to buy. Is this your only offer? At the moment it is, but I'm thinking I will also open up spots for just one-on-ones and maybe that could be like an intensive kind of couple of hour workshop that I do with somebody to give them a good plan to go off. Um, but I've also had in the back of my mind potentially creating a membership. So kind of, um, rejigging the group program a little bit so that, I mean, it's going to end up relatively similar, but at a cheaper price point so that it's an easier in for people perhaps because I don't know, I guess I still have a bit of a mindset barrier around price of things, but I don't want what I offer to be something that is um, unachievable for a large amount of people because I want to, you know, the reason that I'm doing what I do is because I know that there isn't a lot of support for these women out there. So I want to be, you know, kind of a go-to that they can come to and feel like they can be included in that without a really high price point. Um, And it would also be then open kind of constantly so people could filter in and out and then potentially I could offer another um, service around postpartum nutrition as well if I'd captured people in a membership type of space where there's resources and some live group calls and like a Facebook forum where there's me monitoring it instead of just the Wild West, which is currently what is out there on Reddit and on Facebook. There's lots of forums where there's just kind of the blind leading the blind. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know if that's the best thing to do or exactly what that looks like and how to set that up and how to then also be marketing towards that where it's like you don't have a clear like here's your lead magnet, here's your webinar, like here's how we get you in, I suppose. 
Yeah, that and I sense. wonder is that, that makes <laughs> no that okay. that makes a lot of sense. As you're talking, it's it, it seems to me almost like they have two different things that you could help them with. One of them is obviously the knowledge, the tools, the resources to change their diet and make sure that they are eating appropriately. Um, and then the other part that you can help them with is that support. And I actually wonder, like, do they feel a little bit isolated? Because obviously they probably had a lot of friends who've been pregnant, but maybe they don't have any friends who struggled with gestational diabetes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that was some of the main feedback that I got from one of the participants they had in my last round that she just, um, it was her second time that she'd had gestational diabetes and she already had like a really, uh, pretty neat diet and everything. And so the main reason she joined was because she was feeling so, I suppose, just really, I can't find the word, but she really wanted reassurance more than anything and just a space to be able to connect with other people and that she was feeling so isolated. She didn't want to go to work. She didn't want to have to talk to anyone, didn't want to have to go to family dinners and things like that where she'd have to talk about her pregnancy or food or anything like that. So she was just feeling so isolated and um, just such a low mood about it all. And so then she just felt like it was so helpful having and like someone else that, that she could relate to, um, the other people in the program and me to be able to kind of reassure her and talk about what they were going through together. So yes, that's a huge part of it. So I wonder, so two, two potential lead magnet options. So the first one I, that comes to mind as you're talking could be something around, um, educating the people in their lives on what they're going through. So it might be scripts that you can that they can share with their family members and like their partner and their friends to say, Hey, like, this is what I can eat and can't eat. And this is what I'm going through. And this is what I'm struggling with. And maybe it's help setting some boundaries around th- those sorts of relationships. Or alternatively, I, a potential option could be unbundling the community from that paid membership that you're thinking of. And the community is that free lead magnet. Mm, that's true. They're both good options. Um, Obviously, the community is going to be a much harder one because you need yeah. to manage it or you need to hire a team member or somebody to manage it. Uh, but, yes, or, and, or, you know, rely on the members to rely on a few engaged members to sort of step up and say, hey, look, would you like to be the moderator for this? Um, but it is going to be a little bit more work. Absolutely. But they, they would potentially be very, um, very warm leads and it could potentially turn into something where people are referring each other because if they know somebody in their life who's got gestational diabetes, they might say, hey, I'm in this group or I was in this group, make sure you join that group. That's really true. I really like the first one because I've always thought about that aspect of it but never known exactly what that looks like in terms of giving partners of the women going through it both support and guidance and and helping the women as well through that but I yeah I don't know like that's also interesting thinking about your second option there because something I actually really love doing is like going and trolling reddit and like commenting people's posts and I do that when I'm like I've done that in the lead up to this launch just like commenting answering a question being like oh hey I've got like this month's class coming out or like down in my lead magnet and so I enjoy doing that but it's also quite time consuming and I don't know because I, I was picturing like the Facebook group as part of the membership being like you can ask 
a relatively specific question there and I can answer it for you, whereas I wouldn't want to do that in a public forum. But I see the appeal of getting people in. So I'm a little bit torn because I was yeah. Okay, so two things there. So firstly, with the the Reddit strategy, I love that. I wonder, I imagine like a lot of the questions are getting repeated over and over again. And it's like you repeating the answer over and over again. I would say step one with that, create an FAQs where you're documenting. I kind of have done that, but I haven't found it that effective. I don't know, because yes, questions will be similar, but they might also be situation specific. Like they, I mean, often they're like they're first diagnosed and they're like, what do I do? And my lead magnet kind of covers that, um, my current one. But then sometimes they'll be really specific where it'll be someone saying like, oh, like, what should I, like, is this a good thing to be eating? Or what do I do? Like right now, this is my number and this is what's happened. And so they're sometimes pretty unique and I like that about it. Um, well, I don't know, we'd encourage that, I suppose. But yes, I could do an FAQs and maybe that would be a good lead magnet as well. So lots of options would, aren't there. But I would say the FAQs, then it's more just a document that you can pull from. So you've got to temp, even if it's like, even oh, if you do true. have to customize it a little bit to the answers, you can still just copy and paste and then like tweak the little sections that need tweaking and tailoring to that person's question. And that's going to save you a lot of time. Um, but the other thing that I was thinking was, I wonder if the group is more the free, if you were to do the free group, I wonder if that is a community. And then if they want to upgrade, they can pay a monthly amount for, I don't know, Q and A calls or some kind of support. Yeah. Like maybe, uh, I know we talked about this a while ago in a launch magic call, but having potentially like the meal plan reviews or the, the, was it the meal yeah. diary reviews or something? Yeah. Like a food that, love review. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something I would offer as an add-on too. Yes. And that would be at a much higher price point than, uh, say just like the Q and A calls each week or something like that. So figuring out, you know, community is one thing and maybe you don't charge for that if that's the lead magnet, but then support is the next tier of pricing up. And then the next tier up is that knowledge, that framework, like the the real simplifying the whole process for them. So rather really than picking like and that. choosing, rather than picking yeah. and choosing and asking questions, that you're taking them through that whole process in your bigger program. But if they can't afford that, there are other options. Yes. I really, really like that actually, because then it would also make me feel way better about going in and like, answering questions on like forums all the time because I just love doing that and I, it easily eats my time up because I really enjoy it. So that's a really cool idea and it does help frame things a bit better. Um, but then I still get really stuck on like how I would price that. And, it, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't even know how to articulate my question because it's like, I want it to be kind of cheap for people to be able to have access to that kind of support but at the same time I need to make an income and if it's mm. really cheap then like I can't make the income. Do so, they get any support through do they get any support through the hospital system or anything like that? It really depends um and it depends where they are in the world number one yeah. I feel like in Australia it's a little bit better than in the US a lot of questions come out of the US and in Australia it depends like if you're in public system or the private system because um counterintuitively if you go private it's really just up to your obstetrician to 
refer you to somebody, which they often don't. Whereas in the public system, there will be at least kind of a group education or something like that that you get filtered into. It's not always helpful and it's not ever really tailored. And I know from my experience working in a public system, um, I was in the gestational diabetes clinic and I could only see really the women that were struggling. So maybe they didn't speak English as a first language or they were about to be on insulin or something like that. Um, or they had a really rough background. And so the women who were still really interested in optimizing their nutrition would really not get a look in because we, from our perspective, it was like, they're fine. They don't need, they don't need to see you. You're too busy. Like kind of being like, we need to see the, the type ones, the type twos, the people who are, um, English second language, those people. And then it would be rare if I could offer those people a follow up appointment as well. So. Um, yeah, like there's, there is support, but it's, and it depends on the hospital as well, I should say, because some are much better than others. I know, for example, like the Royal Women's, you might get follow-up appointments and things like that. Um, but if you're somewhere where it's, uh, just a different model, then it's much harder to get support. So I wonder then, rather than pricing yours to be, you know, really affordable to everybody, and then having to try and, you know, sell to more people to sustain the revenue so that you can keep providing free support and lower price support. I wonder then if it's worthwhile having like a limited number of scholarships that you offer each year. You can call them whatever you want. It can be a grant, a scholarship, a sponsorship. I don't know. And it's maybe for somebody who's, I don't know, they might be in a rural community where they don't have access to that kind of support or they're in a financial position where they really just can't afford to have the kind of support that other people do and they really need it. I wonder if that could be another option. So then the people who can afford to pay for it and who prioritize paying for it can pay for the program. Those who just want the support and maybe they're getting the knowledge from their doctor or from somebody else, they can just stay in in the membership or in that community. And the people who are kind of in between who can't afford that program have an option. Unfortunately, this is where the episode cut out where the internet cut out. But hopefully at this point, you have started to understand a couple of different ways that somebody in Helena's position, maybe if that's you, somebody in that position could start to structure their offers and their process a little bit differently. So rather than focusing on live launching the same course a few times a year, it would potentially be on an evergreen funnel where it's selling behind the scenes all the time. Now, That doesn't mean that you can just put it on your website and leave it there. And when somebody has that problem, you hope that they click on it and buy it. It does mean getting very intentional about what are those touch points that somebody is having and how are each of those touch points moving them closer to buying. The same that we would do in a live launch, but this time it's actually a bit more automation behind the scenes. So generally going to be email marketing automation. So when somebody downloads your lead magnet, for example, or in Helena's case, if they join that free Facebook group, and opt in with their email address, then they would be getting that series of email, nurturing them through the process, bringing them closer to buying. So instead of it happening in a live format, like with a live launch where we have the cart open emails all going out at the same time, in this case, they would be set to send automatically based on when this person joined the list, uh, when this person signed up. So it's still there's still a big sales process behind it all, 
And it's, it's not a matter of just putting it up on your website and saying, Oh, it's on evergreen now, because that's not how it works. Unfortunately, you still have to sell to them because otherwise it won't sell. So that is it for today's episode. If you have any friends who, you know, are in a business that is structured like this, send this episode to them, hit the share button, copy the link, send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. And if you haven't already hit the subscribe button or the follow button, make sure you do that so you get brand new episodes straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.